Hi, I'm Alex Jump, and this is Focus on Health, a podcast dedicated to discussing and bringing to light the fundamental issues surrounding health and wellness in the food and beverage industry. This week, my guest is Valentino Longo, a Rome native now living in Miami and working as the head bartender at the Four Seasons. He won the title of the 2020 Most Imaginative Bartender, and this year founded the Shoshin Art Club. Hey everyone, I'm Alex Jump and this is Focus on Health. Today I have the 2020 Most Imaginative Bartender competition winner, incredible photographer, and all-around really incredible guy, Valentino Longo with me. Hi Val. Hey Alex, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Um, So I'm really excited to chat. Um, I, you know, got to know you over the last year during the Most Imaginative Bartender competition. um, And um, our whole little crew has really become quite quite a family. Um, There's not that many people that I hear from every single day, um, except for everybody on the MIB group chat. but, you know, I'm excited for people to hear your story because you've had a pretty awesome career in the food and beverage industry. And I feel like your your trajectory in your career is one that a lot of people aspire to achieve. You've um, bartended internationally. You, bar- you bartended in Rome and London before ever even, you know, coming to the United States. Now you live in Miami and you bartend there. Um, you've competed throughout your career, and to that point, you're an incredible competitor. You've won a lot of titles. Um, you moved yourself to London so that you could improve your English, and eventually landed uh, a pretty awesome job, and one in that, in my opinion, is like a dream job where you're overseeing programs in both Rome and Miami, um, which is so cool. I can't wait to talk more about that. Um, and then eventually, that led you to moving to the United States. So. Um, I know that's a really condensed uh, version of your bio um, for people to kind of know who you are, but, um, you know, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, career so far. Thank Um, you. Yeah. But one thing that we talk about a lot on the podcast is workplace culture and how that affects us both like personally in our own personal lives and then professionally because you know those things are so intertwined you can't really can't disconnect them and I guess my first question for you is have you noticed differences in workplace culture from the cities that you've worked in from Rome to London to Miami like have there been massive cultural uh differences when it comes to the way we work and, um, you know, workplace expectations and communication um, and things like that? Of course. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think this is actually the most fascinating things when you're changing cities and changing job, right? You're always trying to learn something new. You're always trying to see something different from a different cultures, different people or just different cities or different energies, right? In Rome, you, you, you start your career with the idea that that job is going to be your job for the rest of the life, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's pretty much how I see um, changing, how I see new jobs as well. I always try to see uh, whenever I start a new job or, or, or anything that I'm doing, I'm going to do that because I know that that is going to be for the rest of my life, my thing, right? And mm-hmm. obviously, that's that's not real. Obviously, and this is actually 
you know the best things that could happen to you is changing and and changing cities and traveling and exploring right who doesn't want to be in the same bar for 85 years right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is mm, you know in in rome and in italy and this is it you you're starting i start working in an hotel bar in rome as a as a, a food runner uh, with the idea that i was getting the manager position in the next years right mm-hmm. um so obviously obviously um uh, that's italy uh, we're talking about uh, 10 years ago now uh in london it's a completely different monster you know uh uk uh, it's a fast space so you uh, you you're still of course you're still planning to work in that place for years you're still planning to be there because you really want to be there uh but you 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 have chances to try and to experiment different bars and different menus and every bar and every venue will going to give you a different a different style and different knowledge as well right mm-hmm. yeah um in miami it's a completely different monster as well <laughs> miami <laughs> uh it's uh you, you you're starting from zero you know every time you're changing a city you're starting from zero um you don't have friends you might have few friends of course uh, you don't know the places, you don't know where to go to eat or where to go to relax or, or, you know, just where to spend your days off. So experimenting, you're traveling, you're changing, you're visiting. Uh, and this is this is the most fun things, but obviously also the most challenging things because you have a new clientele. The people that they're coming to your bar, they're drinking different cocktails than what the people in London are drinking. You know, I remember when I, when I first arrived to Miami, for me it was a shock because um martinis were double the size and uh, for <laughs> me you know in uk uh smaller is the martini and better it is right in way right here is quite opposite so um obviously it takes a little bit to to understand and and now i'm happy to drink uh, a big size martini i'm, I'm not complaining <laughs> about it you know but it's uh, it's i think this is going back to your question uh definitely places are having different cultures and we should embrace them yeah, I agree. Um, do you feel like there's a a difference in the way that people approach their their work life balance um, between the cities? Like, or do you feel like within our our industry there was kind of like an overarching theme of of you know I I always talk about how people in our industry they're so pa- we're so passionate like we're just we're ready to dedicate ourselves uh to every you know every aspect of this career um and it's and while it's such an amazing trade it's such a beautiful quality to have um it often can become so consuming that we you know we forget that part of hospitality means that we need to be able to take care of ourselves like do have you seen throughout the three cities has there been a continuing trend in all three of hospitalitarians being willing to kind of like put themselves at the back of the line in order to like improve their craft and dedicate themselves to their career or is that has that been something that's been unique to only one place or have you not seen that at all am i am i just crazy no 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 i mean um you're 100 right and and this is i believe uh, what you're also trying to to do with your podcast is to share this and to let everyone understand that 
I believe from my point of view that this is a, a problem for our industry. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not just a problem, it's the way how we, we, we look at it and the way how we, we embrace it and the way how we, we you know, um, we understand it, right? Uh, in Rome, um, you work hard because uh, this is because you need to bring money back to your family, right? The idea is that you you are the one working, you working, and that's that's only thing that you are allowed to do: working, working, working. And then in the summer you may have a couple of weeks of vacation, and in the winter you may have a couple of weeks of vacation. So that's the idea. Mm -hmm. So you. And and especially uh, you know uh, Anne broke. She was in, in the podcast. She she mentioned like you always trying to follow this uh, hypothetical goal that you don't really know what what goal is, but you need to follow the goal. So you wanna uh, work harder and harder and harder to achieve that goal. And that's uh, you know this is something that I did for years and years and years, and I'm still doing. You 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 want to be the best bartender in the world. You want to be. You want to work in the best bar in the world. You want to achieve the best competitions and the best award, right? And yeah. to be able to do that, obviously, you working twenty four hours per day, mentally and physically. Uh, in London, <clears throat> as I said before, you know it's a fast space. If if you're calling sick or if you're not there for a week. Someone else might be working instead of you, right? And might take your job. Mm. So uh, it's a city that obviously pushes you to to always give the best, pushes you always to 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 get as much as he can from you, right? Uh, and that's uh, that's a good and a bad thing, obviously. Uh, I always suggest, and I'm very glad that I did London when I was young, because London is a city that. When you're young and you, when you want to learn, when you want to grow, when you want to understand more about this hospitality, it's a seed that you should you should go. You know, you should yeah. try it. You should you should experiment because what London gives you in that two, three, four years, I, I think no, not another city can give you that, right? Um, and obviously, I'm talking with my personal point of view. Um, Miami, it's a, it's a completely different vibe. Uh, Miami. Uh, not everyone does hospitality because 100% believe in hospitality or because they want to do hospitality for the rest of their life, right? Some people yeah. does hospi do, do hospitality because maybe they're studying or maybe because uh, they're passionate about hospitality, uh, but they're not really working in that sections because they want to be uh, number one of 50 best bar. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. That's a, 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 it, might be, it might be a small portion of, of that so uh, obviously the vibe is completely different and honestly with you it's it's in Miami where where I start to 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 really understand what the most important things are and really trying to understand how much time you should give off to yourself to be better to go back to work with much much stronger ideas and much stronger energy right uh, yeah. and um, and I think uh, I think this is something that you learn growing uh, you learn within the years uh, I'm, I'm very happy that in the beginning of my career I just work as a as a crazy person but I'm always I'm also extremely happy that now I understood uh, that you know you should you should stop sometimes you should say no you should take your day off you should switch off your phone and not read any book you know that's yeah. that's fine well you you're you're bringing up a point that is 
you know, really important to me, which is the concept of having a work-life balance. And not only that, but like how important it is to learn who you are outside of your work. Um, You know, I feel like people have probably heard my story on this podcast time and time again, you know, so I think, I think they get the point of, of my experience, but do you mind sharing a little bit about your experience with that struggle of learning to exist outside of work and, you know, learning to separate yourself from work and unplug? Of course. I mean, um, um, as I said, you know, before I always uh, work in places because I was planning to be in that place for many, many years, right? Yeah. When mm-hmm. I start from Rome, when I moved to London, uh, my first day, I always thought, okay, maybe I should buy a house close by, you know, maybe uh, I need to buy a car because, you know, I always thought like, okay, this is going to be for at least a good amount of years, my job. And then it never ended up to be that, like this, you know. Probably the, the longest length of time working in the same place is right now in Miami, which I've been in the same place for five years. Mm-hmm. But before it never happened, right? Uh, but you have that kind of mentality, that kind of um, state of mind. And uh, uh, especially me, that you know, uh, might sound stupid, but my, my goal was, it's always been, I want to be working in the best bar in the world. I want to be the best bartender in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how can you stop? When you're home, how can you stop thinking about it, right? How can you, how can you not study and not uh, keep evolving to achieve that goal? It's impossible. Um, for my personal point of view, uh, it's literally, uh, I think the last, the last few years that um, actually one of my bartenders told me, Valentino, you should really get a hobby. You should really do something else than bartending. Um, and I took the camera in my hand. You know, my wife, she, she, she gifted me a camera for my Terry's birthday. And that's something that I used to, I used to do back in the days with my father. And uh, it opened a completely different world to me, which I wasn't, I wasn't prepared of, right? I started watching videos on how to take pictures and reading books and going to seminars. I started to do things that I never done before. And, and that, uh, uh, it, it's funny because uh, uh, I'm scared. I'm always being scared to not thinking about work because I always thought that someone else was going to get the better idea that maybe if I was working uh Tom I was getting it you know like and, and especially now in social media you always see uh bartenders that we admire coming up with new ideas with new cocktails with new menus and those yeah. are all ideas that you're saying oh you know I um I could have done that you know I couldn't think about it you know if, maybe I need to work harder maybe I need to push harder and it's not like this uh, it's absolutely not true because you you should be focused on what you're doing 100% you should be happy in what you're doing, 150%. You should have a goal. Absolutely, yes. But you also need to give time to yourself because otherwise you're just going to burn out. And um, yeah. the, uh, again, you know, the, the camera was really the only thing that made me uh, not thinking about work for the two, three hours per day. And then going back to work with many more ideas. You know, some ideas were stupid. Some ideas were fine. And some ideas end up to be uh, a good cocktail menu or a good drink, for example, right? Uh, but yeah. The, I mean, think also about the MAB and uh, what Ryan did with the competition. If I didn't took the camera in my hand, I was not absolutely not going to apply for the competition. And it's really, um, uh, and it's funny because uh, I how, <laughs> how I was able to switch off 
my mind and my brain to work by having a, um, a passion, which is photography. And then I was able to link photography to work again and then do the competition, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes life um, bring you uh, this, uh, this um, uh, um, how you want to call it, these uh, challenges on your face and uh, sometimes you should embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. Um well, you bring Sorry. up something that's like such a, a good point that I really love, which is like, you know, you said there you used to be afraid uh, to not be at work because you're, you know, other people are going to, you know, surpass you maybe or like, you know, come up with a better idea that if only you had been working harder, like you could have thought of that idea or you could have thought a better of a better idea or whatever. And like that, I think that that's such a, a common fear for people um, that maybe they don't even recognize that that is an issue, but um, it's definitely one for me. Um, And, you know, not even with just the, you know, not even with just the people within our industry out, you know, in the world. um, But, you know, like for me, at least like I know, you know, like this is the next thing that I want to achieve, you know, with my work now and you know it's like oh if i'm if i take time off or if i have boundaries then somebody else is going to get the promotion you know somebody who doesn't have boundaries who will work you know 70 hours a week you know like they're going to be the person that gets picked and that's just my own internal dialogue trying to tell myself that you know um exactly which and then obviously, you're going- you know yeah, you go in this circle of you don't know what to do, and you just throw yourself with more work, and more work, yeah. more work. Uh, I and think the, the, the secret. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, you know, and like, and the secret that that I've personally learned and experienced is that it's the opposite is true, right? Like, if I work, if I'm afraid that somebody else will get a promotion or whatever, we'll use that example. Um, and that because they work more than me. So I work extra and I burn myself out. Then I'm guaranteed to come up with less good ideas. You know, I'm going to be less excited to be at work. My, you know, I'll be less productive in more time. Like then if I'm well rested and I get, you know, time off and I have boundaries, then I'll be, you know, more productive in less time because, I have energy and I feel rejuvenated and I'm happy to be at work. Right. So it's like that catch 22 of like learning and and teaching yourself that no, actually it's, I'm, you know, I'm becoming a better employee by giving myself space and having things I like to do outside of work and um, being a well-rounded person. 100%. And uh, if if I might give a little advice, if there is, uh, I'm, uh, under, I'm, I'm, I'm the last person that should give advice, uh, but <laughs> but um, I'm definitely, in, right now, you know, with launching a new platform and doing crazy hours, I'm, I'm working every day. So I'm definitely not the one person to, to give advice. But I think the key that for me was, um, uh, changing my lifestyle uh, last year before COVID um, was to manage my time. That's something that is extremely difficult that we don't know how to do, and is something that we we really should be more more focused on it. 
you know, we I'll I'll I read a book that um, my wife uh, gift me uh, called The One Thing, right? How to achieve your one thing in your life. And this book is explain how important it is to set up a schedule for your life as well, right? So you can still work in at home, of course. You you should if you want to be the best bartender in the world. But maybe just give yourself one hour per day, right? Don't give yourself mm -hmm. seven hours per day. And you should also give yourself one hour of uh, exercises per day. Why you should always give to yourself one hour of doing completely nothing and look at Instagram for one hour per day. You can do anything you want, but the most important thing is that you're setting time to you. You're setting uh, schedules and you you're you really know for what to do for how long to do that something that really 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 helped me uh, during the competition last year uh, during the high seasons uh, at work during you know uh, problems that we all have when the other bartender called sick and you need to do many more hours so when the barbecue doesn't show up at work and you need to do more hours and then you have a competition to do and then you have a family to take care schedule and knowing what do I need to do for the next day or week it really really helped me and I, I wish and I hope uh, we can talk more about it uh, but because I, I really think that that can be the key to manage your passions your goals at work but also your lifetime yeah because you know it's like like you said life is always going to throw things your way that exactly. you can't prepare for right you like like you said like the bar back calls out sick, you know, somebody threw out their back and they can't work or whatever, you know, they're always going to be put in situations where you have to unexpectedly, you know, work extra or something like that. But if you, if you're able to stay organized with your time and, and know what you need to accomplish, then you rather than, you know, letting things get put on the back burner for days or just neglecting your own personal well-being to accomplish everything else, you can at least see it on paper and know these are priorities and I need, no matter what, I need to find a way to make them happen. Or if I don't make them happen today, then I definitely have to do them tomorrow, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's tough. I still struggle with that. And, you know, I think one thing that I found to be a real benefit of, of doing better scheduling of my time is also learning to that it's okay to say no. Exactly. Um, and people are so afraid to say no. Um, but like, you know, obviously right now is a little different because like who's taking meetings to like taste anything or, or whatever, but you know, I like, I, I just learned over the last two couple of years that like, it's okay to say no to a meeting or it's okay to schedule a meeting more than one week away. Right. Like I think for a long time I felt this pressure, um, doing, that doing, like if doing, I was, doing. I would, yeah, I got to do it. If somebody's asking me to do something, it needs to happen within the calendar week that they're asking. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Like <laughs> my schedule is very busy. Like yeah, I can book something two weeks away if I need to. Like, um, that's totally fine. Um, exactly. I and, think you, you know, just knowing your schedule. Yeah. I think you just yeah. said something super important because saying no is the most important things that we could do for ourselves. You know, uh, you don't need, you don't need to stay work you know on your day off you can say no because um that will go back to you and to your body and to your mental mental health right it's important mm -hmm. to to understand what's what are the priority but it's also important to understand if 
someone else maybe was able to manage his time better, why that should afflict yourself, right? Mm -hmm. um, Meeting-wise, uh, you know, covering shifts-wise, or etc. etc. It can be many, many different things. But there are, there are times in our life that we should uh, think a little bit more about our time than anything else, you know. I agree. Yeah. I know it sounds um, very selfish, but you know, I um I think that hospitality industry should embrace being selfish a little bit more. <laughs> we've you know, we've we've erased that word from our culture and I don't think that that's uh fair to yeah. us. Um everyone should be a little selfish in their life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we grew up uh, with the idea that the uh, the guest is always right and the manager is always right, right? And they mm -hmm. can ask you anything you want and you need to say yes, because if you say no, they're going to find someone else, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, it is and it's important to understand that and it's important to keep that in mind. But I I truly believe that, you know, um, uh if if you if you're starting to say no with an idea with a concept behind it's better for both of them it's better for the guest for your manager and for ourselves because we're able to give more energy we're able to have a better life and we if we have a better life work is going to get a better wife yeah so i agree better life <laughs> um so the theme of this podcast for January is uh, mindfulness. And I feel like it's really important when we're talking about mindfulness to talk about something that I read about you on your, your bio, which was this backpacking trip that you took through Japan. Um, I can only imagine like that, that was a really formative experience for you. Um, do you feel like, did you <laughs> walk away from that trip feeling like you you learned things about yourself or that it did it change your mind on anything um what was you know what did you feel like you came out of it with so um i decided to go to japan because uh funny enough before you say that the dream job was uh working in between miami and rome <laughs> that was probably um not my best gig um, because <laughs> uh, there were I, I had so much pressure on working in two different uh, places yeah. and um, the way that I was supposed to travel to Rome and you know find problems and trying to solve them within a week and then going back to Miami and same things so that was just mm -hmm. um, I never stopped uh, solving problems and I achieved the point that I I was able thanks to the ownership to 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 stay permanent in Miami and and I got my wife coming to Miami and, and you know we found an apartment and every everything was looking nice and happy until the moment that he asked me to go back permanently in Rome and um and that was uh, was um uh, uh, you know a stop for me where I said uh, I don't really feel like to go back to Rome because you know my wife just moved here and uh, we we like to stay here in US and um and uh, I, I basically, I was giving the, uh, the, 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 you know, uh, from the ownership, they told me basically, okay, either you go back to Rome or you're going to find a new job because they also own my visa. So I, I decided to, to take some time for myself and to really think what would be the best options for, for me and my wife. And uh, thankful uh, she allowed me to go one month in Japan alone, uh, backpacking. 
And with the idea that when I was going back to Rome, we were looking for new places to stay and a new city to go. Um, Japan uh, not just helped me uh, mentally to, to understand what are the priorities for my life, uh, but also helped me, you know, from a bartender point of view, you know, in Japan, they're the best bartenders in the world. So uh, looking at the distilleries and watching them to work, it really make you feel um, how important it is to work with the eyes, with the right eyes, how important it is to work with the right amount of glass or with the right ingredients, but mostly, mostly how important is the guest in front of you and the relationship that you have with the people around you. That what Japan gave to me. But also while I was in Japan, I got a call from the Four Seasons saying that I would, they were looking for, for a lead bartender for a new upcoming place. And I got the gig while I was in Japan. So <laughs> in, in the moment that I really say, okay, this is enough. I need to find something else. I need to think about what well, can I do something else. I got the direction of the way that I should have gone, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So Japan for me, uh, in that month, um, it's, it's everything because uh, it allowed me to get a new job, which I'm still doing after five years. It allowed me to travel and see different things from a bartender point of view and also allow me to understand what are the priorities for my life so it really gave me so much and, and japan is always uh, with me yeah yeah that's incredible wow what a special trip um, absolutely yeah. yeah and and good for you for you know taking some time to ask yourself those questions rather than you know accepting the pressure from you know exactly. bosses and employers to to do what you, they want I, you to do you know i had enough you know because i was i was not able to do things that i wanted to do which is being behind the bar and create cocktails i was not able to give to my family what i was supposed to do which is stay with them and you know and enjoying new cities and new adventures and i was just not happy physically because i was just keep traveling and traveling and traveling yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, and unfortunately, that was something that uh, you know, in the, in the longest time, I was not able to 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 keep to keep up. So it, it, you know, as we said before, is it's it's fine to say no. It's fine to change streets and life in one way or another. It's always gonna get you something else. You know, it's always gonna bring you something else. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard, and I know it's uh, fucking scary. But sometimes we should do that. Yeah. One thing that I always feel like I'm I'm um, battling with in my life is um, is failure and how um, what my what my perception of failure may be to me is not the perception that it is to others, you know. And so um, I'm you know I'm often I often find myself battling the the decision to choose to do something that I perceive as failing, um, whether it's, you know, a relationship ending and, and, you know, making that decision. And, and I feel like, you know, I feel like that's failure or, you know, um, not winning a competition and failing and, or, you know, or not, you know, not being happy in a job and choosing to, to leave it or, you know, whatever it may be, but like my, you know, battling my own perceptions of failing um, and from always reminding myself that sometimes saying no or choosing a different path um, 
is so much more of a learning opportunity than you ever could have expected it to be. Um, and leads you to so much more growth and, and, you know, and, better and things. It's and it's fine also to fail, you know, it's fine to make a mistakes. It's fine to, uh, to, to fall over and understand what did you do wrong. Right. And try to, mm -hmm. to get better in that the next time. So I think we should really embrace, you know, uh, everything that we do with, 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 a, with a positive vibe and trying to get the best out of it. And again, it took me 10 years to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, last question before we wrap it up, I guess it's kind of more like a two part question. Um, I'd love to know if you have any plans or uh, ways that you intend to practice more mindfulness in this coming year. And the two part of this question is that I know that you're launching a platform, which I would love for you to share a little bit about. And I would imagine that that, you know, is going to bring a lot of challenges for you in, in having mindfulness and having some balance. So do you have, you know, a plan for yourself to, to help carry you along that journey? Well, uh, yes. So basically we just launched a new platform over two months ago called uh, Shoshinat Club, which is an online platform online for the moment. Uh, until COVID ends, <laughs> where mm -hmm. we 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 sharing um, um, uh, videos and classes from award-winning bartenders and also artists that they can inspire the bar industry. Uh, classes that they can go from body language or leadership or mentorship or uh, ice technique or cocktail creations, anything that is um, incorporating into the bar industry. Uh, people that I consider my mentors, people that they are leaders in our industry. So that's something that I, I'm, I'm very happy about it. I'm very passionate about it. And I'm extremely proud uh, to have launched. Uh, but yes, uh, it's a 24 hour job and uh, <laughs> it's difficult to manage the time. I have to say that I have a really good help from, from my wife and uh, team members uh, like Marco and a photographer from London that they help me to to take out a little bit of weight from my shoulders but this is this is my focus for the for the next coming year for sure and how to be able to manage working at the four season every day and working at Shoshin every day um, as I said before is doing schedules uh, which is something that I'm not good at this moment of my life <laughs> because mm -hmm. I just launched the platform. So I need to 100% reset myself and uh, sit down and redo my schedule. Absolutely, yes, I have to do that. But I think the key and what I will try to do is to set times of when to work in a, in a platform, when to work at the four season, when to give ideas to the four season, when give the ideas to the, to the club. So um, that I think will be the key for myself. And of course, find myself, find time for, for just to enjoy and not think about anything hundred percent. Yeah, that's a good plan. Well, how can people find the, the platform? Uh, is there a social media for it? Just the website? <clears throat> Thank you, Alex. Yes, there, are, uh, there is a website and a social media. Uh, the website is called uh, shushinartclub.com, S-H-O-S-H-I-N, Art Club. And Shushin means beginner's mind in Japanese, uh, which is, of course, is a word that I discovered uh, in my trip in Japan and uh, really stuck with me. Uh, beginner's mind is really something that we should always 
embrace every single day, right? We, if you're able and if you open with your beginner's mind, you're able to learn something new every single day. And I think that's a super powerful message and a super powerful idea. Either you want to be a bartender, either, you know, you want to just find time for yourself or you want to be a photographer with a beginner's mind, you know, you, you're able to achieve that. And this is the platform and um, it has a, a two different membership. There is a free membership and a premium membership. The free membership, you can have access to product knowledge, to brand knowledge, uh, uh, local artists that they're talking about uh, things that they're not part of the industry, but can still inspire the industry. And the mm -hmm. premium membership, you will see the classes from the award-winning bartenders, you know, such as Eric Lawrence, Agostino Perrone from The Cornet. Kevin Diedrich from PCH San Francisco, and et cetera, et cetera. That's amazing. Um, I can't wait to hop on there. I haven't hopped on the site yet. So, Thank you, um, Alex. Well, I like to end the podcast with just one question more related to, um, to drinks. So, uh, Valentino, if you could be anywhere in the world right now having something to drink, where would you be and what would you be having? <laughs> I would have... Um... Uh, definitely a martini in uh, uh, Ando Bar, which is a beautiful bar in Sendai, north of Japan. Mm. That would be my goal and my dream right now. Yeah. I can't wait to get to go drink in Japan one day. <laughs> I you hope soon. Well. <laughs> um, well, I hope you have a wonderful day. And um, by the time this podcast launches, it'll be the new year too. So a wonderful new year. And um, you as well. see you soon, I hope. Okay, Alex, thank you so much for having me. It was amazing and super inspiring chatting with you. And congrats again with your podcast. I've been following every every time there is a new person talking. And I really love it and really, really enjoy it. Thank you so much. We appreciate of that. Of course. Absolutely. See you soon. Okay, ciao, Alex. Bye. Bye, -bye. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, Perrier. To learn more about the Mindfulness Matters program brought to you by Perrier and Focus on Health, please head to fohealth.org and make sure to check out our Instagram every day for new Mindfulness Matters programming.